Good morning. It is uh, seven minutes after ten. Glad to have you with us. Brian uh, Bowser, uh, Bauer, yeah, Bowser, uh, disagrees with me on immigration. You are, he says in caps, wrong, exclamation point. Illegal immigrants have a downward force on wages, and contractors don't lower their prices accordingly. It's not just jobs nobody wants. Well, maybe nowadays, since nobody wants to work, but when I was younger, I did roofing, framing, and general construction work. First, a guy could make a pretty good living. But with a large influx of illegals, the contractors just went down to the west side, local Mexican neighborhood in Kansas City, and loaded up on a couple of uh, pickup trucks with workers. All of a sudden, if you wanted to do that type of work, you had to work for a lot less. Or be a crew supervisor. Even Billy Bob Clinton recently remarked that a country cannot take unlimited immigrants. There is a legal process, uh, and uh, the hordes are not abiding by it. They all need to get the uh, F out and wait in line like those doing it the correct way. Brian, you couldn't be more wrong. You absolutely couldn't be more wrong. You don't get to demand what you think your, what your labor is worth. The market decides that. The market has always decided that. And it is wages subject to the immutable laws of economics, supply and demand. If there is a glut of qualified workers, they, you know, they reduce demand for labor. Prices come down. That's a good thing. Now, just because you can't make as much as you'd like doesn't mean we need to restrict labor. That's protectionism, and it never works. You can't have too many people come into a country. I know that sounds bizarre. People listen to that and they think, what? Well, of course you can. No, you can't. The more people that come into the country and work, the more those people consume. And that drives the, the demand for labor. And it kind of, like a wave, it vacillates. If there's a point at which there is no more labor to be had, no more employment to be had, people will cease to come into a country because they won't be able to improve their lives. It's not how much you think you're worth to your boss or a potential employer. It's how much he thinks you're worth that decides your pay. If you got your roof done, Brian, if you, and this is not Brian Hansen, this is a listener. If you bought a car or had a roof done or bought a suit or anything else, you did what? You shopped for price. You compared the price and the quality, and you made a decision on what was the best value. You're willing to do that. You think you have the right to do that, whether it's having somebody put a roof on your house, or you buy a car, or you buy a suit or a watch, whatever it is. You make those decisions, and you're allowed to, but you don't want employers to have that same right. No, sir, I am not wrong. Employers have that right. They get to decide. 
I, you know, I, I couldn't demand what I think I'm worth because it's up to my employer to decide that. And my employer has. And we came to an agreement. We both thought this was fair. And the same should be true for people who work in uh, labor uh, in any job. If I decide that I want to do something and work for less than minimum wage, I should be allowed to. But I can't. It's illegal. The government steps in. It's a private contract. My employer and I. Maybe I love what the employer is doing and I want to help. And I know that they're strapped for cash. And I say, well, listen, I'll, uh, I'll work for you for uh, four bucks an hour. Just because I love the product. I should have that right. The government should stay the hell out of it. Anyway, so 874-9390-800-529-5572. And no, they shouldn't have to be stacked up outside the country waiting to come in. That is pathetic. And that's why you have so many people cheating. Because it's pathetic. There are two, there, there really, there are three reasons why people come into this country illegally. Either A, they're pushing drugs because of our war on drugs. They see much profit to be had. We can stop that. B, they're coming into this country because they want to get on the government dole. This is where the government says, oh, you've got an anchor baby. We're going to give you money. We're going to use your neighbors to pay for their education. All those big government programs. And we don't want them. And then there's C, the people who want to come here and find a good job. Work. Get ahead. Raise their families. And and get them to, to move up the economic ladder. We can stop the first two. We don't want to stop the third one. And if you make people stay in line for five or six or seven years, they're going to cheat. They're going to come across the border illegally. It's silly to say, well, we're, we've got this limit. You can only have uh, 10,000 people come from Mexico. No. Many people want to evacuate Mexico and come to work here as want we should let. You, you may disagree. Feel free. You have a discussion, you have a, a point to be made, but I I, um, I think the economics are undeniable. 874-9390, toll-free 800-529-5572, or you can go to GaryNolan.com and make your case there. Uh, Michael say, uh, says, I say get in line, get legal, or get gone. If the processing takes too long, hire more processors. It's not that it takes too long, Michael. It's that they put an artificial limit on it. You're going to have so many people come across the border legally to live in the United States. And after that, you know, they they slam the door. So they're in line not because we don't have enough people to process. They're in line because we close the door. That's the problem. We've made a mess of it. We really have. 
Um, all right, we've got uh, a lot of other ground to cover, and I certainly will uh, entertain co- th- your thoughts if you you disagree, and that's all right. But we were talking about the uh, the uh, race in Pennsylvania. My prediction is that the Republicans take the Senate. Real Clear Politics now agrees. One of the key races that the Republicans were afraid of losing is Pennsylvania. One of the best things that could happen to a candidate like Mehmet Oz is his opponent. His opponent, Fetterman, he literally is... um, he's he's everything that the Democrats say they aren't. Clearly, he's racist. He doesn't pay taxes. And yet, he claims to be a Democrat. Well, Democrats allege everybody else in the world is racist but them. But I don't know of any Republican candidates who jumped in their pickup truck with a shotgun and chased down a black jogger and held them at gunpoint for the police for a crime that they didn't commit. It strikes me as kind of racist. Uh, and the same is true with his taxes. He's not paying them. So now Dr. Oz is closing the gap. In addition to the uh, aforementioned medical problems uh, that Dr. Oz's opponent has, Oz is really going out of his way to knock on doors, literally to knock on doors, and to reach out to minorities. And I think that's going to go a long way. His opponent, Fetterman, can't do that. Because the only thing he's capable of doing is a very short, you know, couple of minute speech. And and then he's got to get the hell out before they realize he's, you know... A few cards short of a full deck. And I think that's why Oz picks up the seat. If if the Democrats had enough sense to give him a good opponent, he might be in trouble. But Fetterman is not a good opponent. 874-9390, toll free, 800-529-5572. The clock is ticking. We're going to come right back. Uh, We're going to talk a little football, maybe, the Libertarian Party for sure. All on the Gary Nolan Show on the Zimmer Radio Network. It is uh, 1021. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. Um, All right, so I I got a message here uh, from a caller who apparently uh, took something uh, to heart that I, I didn't mean to imply as law. Hi, Gary. Legal immigration limit is 675,000, not 10,000. I was using 10,000 as an example, Lawrence, not as the actual number. Uh, I didn't look it up, but there is an actual number, and that was my point. Uh, you, you put a ceiling on it, and then people wait and wait and wait uh, to uh, get into the United States, uh, and eventually they give up and cheat, and you probably would do the same thing. You probably would do the same thing. If you were, suppose the United States was as poorly run as Mexico is, and Mexico was a free state, wouldn't you want to get into Mexico right away, get a job, get ahead? Of course you would. And if your family was starving, if you couldn't find work, would you not 
try and break in if you could? Well, I would imagine you would. You don't want your children to go hungry. You don't want them to starve. You want them to get ahead. You'd probably do that. So why would we put that number on? Why would we decide you can't come into this country and go to work? Well, it's probably because of protectionism. It's probably just protectionism. We, we fear the, uh, the competition for labor. So that was my only point there. 874-9390, toll-free numbers 800-529-5572. Well, the stock market was kind of weebling today. It was up a couple of points, and then it was down a couple of points, and now, now it's, uh, it's dropping pretty hard. Uh, the Dow's down 103. S&P is down about 30. NASDAQ taking a beating at 148. Oil is down a little bit. It was up earlier. Uh, gas prices are going up. Uh, in fact, they're up nationally about another penny. A lot of gas price uh, problems here. Just before the midterms. How unfortunate for the Democrats. They get, what, 29 days to the election? And they're paying for, for gas in California back up around 6 $7 per gallon. Uh, and they're up all around here, too. Uh, you're looking at, uh, at, at a kind of a rebound. I don't know if we're going to quite make it up to 5 bucks a gallon uh, for the uh, national average. But it's, it's going to go up, and it's going to hurt. Democrats are not going to like what happens. Uh, again, it's that constant reminder that the administration is screwing things up. By the way, CNN wants you to believe that it is, uh, it's not Biden. CNN writes, Biden is blamed for the downturn in new oil drilling, but fossil fuel companies are the ones hitting pause, alleging that, that uh, they're, just not, uh, they're just not out there. They don't want to take up any of these uh, uh, opportunities to drill. What they're not telling you is how the government, and this is something that uh, they've been pushing for a while, is telling investment companies, oh, no, you've, you've got to worry about environment and law and, and uh, ESG. And that's hurting the ability of them to drill. But CNN's still looking for a way uh, to blame anybody but Biden. <laughs> how ridiculous is that? Uh, and then uh, Vanderbilt University is in the news, and uh, we probably ought to cover that, too, uh, because they're putting apparently a temporary halt on transgender surgery. Vanderbilt University Medical Center's transgender clinic in Nashville has paused gender-affirming surgeries for patients under the age of 18. And we really ought to talk about this, because I... I don't like to interfere with a parent's decision-making. <clears throat> if you want to use corporal punishment, <clears throat> you should be allowed to. Nobody should stop you. You don't want your kids to go to public schools? To your children, you can do that. But what about transgender surgery? Should parents be allowed 
to give permission to a surgeon to perform that kind of surgery on their children. Right now, the uh, transgender community is telling parents, if your kid's even a little bit confused, they're likely to commit suicide. The study has been debunked, but that's the one that they're relying on. And so parents are saying, okay, do this. You, you can perform that surgery because they want to save the life of their children. It's understandable. Should there be a law to protect those children? And the reason I ask this is because once that surgery is performed, once you, you remove a, a, a young lady's breasts or a man's penis, there's no replacing it. It's not like you can put Humpty Dumpty back together again. And a lot of these kids, after a few years, they regret the decision. I watched a video this morning of a girl who's been getting testosterone and is causing male pattern baldness. And her voice has been dropped and she doesn't think it'll ever get back. I keep seeing these videos of these kids who regret the decisions. Should the government write a law to protect those children? Or am I losing my libertarian roots? In the meantime, on immigration, Shirley is on the line. Shirley, welcome. How are you? Good morning, uh, Gary. I'm fine. Gary, the illegal immigrants that are coming over now, are they going to be allowed to vote November 8th? No. Nope. No? Against the law to vote in any federal election if you're... Uh, unless you... If you're illegal or you're not a... Uh, a citizen of the United States of America. So you cannot vote in a federal election. And in many oh, okay. states, you can't vote in state and local elections. However, there are some localities where they can vote in state and local elections. Now, how long do these nice folks live off the government when they come in? It depends. Well, one of the, one of the problems is they all get uh, free education for their kids. Uh, and if they're anchor babies, in other words, they, uh, a pregnant woman comes across the border and has a child here in the United States that's a citizen, then they get uh, some uh, financial help as well. But if, uh, if they come here and they work, produce and consume, uh, I don't care. Well, where is the shortage here in Jefferson City for school bus drivers? Uh, can, uh, I'm sure there's illegals here. Uh, in the Jefferson City area, could they drive the school buses or would that be allowed? Or are we discriminating against them? Well, I don't know what the state law is uh, in Missouri for hiring uh, um, people. To, you sure, know. There's a lot of other jobs, too. Pardon me. There's yeah, a lot but of other the, jobs. The general reaction would be if they're not a citizen, they shouldn't be working. So they probably, if they're not uh, here quote-unquote, legally, they probably can't get the job driving buses. My goodness, there's going to be a lot of people that are just floating around that are not legal citizens. Oh, well, I mean, I many of them are bad. working under the table. Uh, they're doing odd jobs, um, and, and I'm fine with that. Uh, they will, of course, if they have children, teach their kids not uh, you know, not to let the opportunity go to waste. Got to run, Shirley. Thank you for the call. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. It's the Zimmer Radio Network.
is the Gary Nolan Show. Got a message on immigration from Brian. He says, Gary, you're correct about immigration. The entire population of the world could easily fit in Texas, so we have plenty of room. Our population is aging, and an influx of youth would benefit our country in the long term. The big argument is the path to citizenship for these immigrants. Uh, so I, I did a little homework on this. 1.4 million America, Mexicans rather are waiting to legally immigrate to the United States. Only 65,600 were legally allowed. Many of the complaints about illegal immigration in Alabama center on the unwillingness of millions of immigrants to obey U.S. rules and immigrate legally. But for those aspiring to live and work in America, especially for families in Mexico, it's not a simple matter of waiting for the proper forms, even for those with family here. It can take decades and may be near impossible to secure the paperwork to enter the United States legally. Last year, 1.38 million Mexican citizens were waiting in line for the United States work, uh, work visa or an immigration visa through a family member. But only 26,000 visas made available for Mexico last year. The visa cap applies evenly to each country, but Mexico has by far the longest waiting list. According to the United States uh, State Department figures, even the applications now being processed for extended family like Mexico-born adult children or the siblings of now U.S. citizens date back to 1992 and early 1993. In other words, the waiting period to legally immigrate to the United States through a family member who has become a citizen is 18 years. That is the problem. They have a waiting list of 1,381,000 uh, and 43,000 uh, issued uh, immediate family, total of 65,000 altogether. That's why they're breaking into the country. That's, uh, 18 years, your kids would be dead if you couldn't find work. How long should they have to wait? Maybe that's the question. How long should someone have to wait before they can immigrate into the United States? What do you think would be a reasonable time? A year? Five? Ten? Fifteen? I don't know. I don't think the Democrats or the Republicans will ever get it straightened out because it is a political issue. They've got half of you convinced that that uh, bringing in uh, this labor is bad for the country. And the other half uh, who, who think uh, they're just doing it for the votes. We'll go to the phones. 874-9390. Toll free 800-529-5572. Dan, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. How are you? Oh, doing pretty good. Thanks for having me. Uh, I just want to mention most of your stats you're talking about there about Mexican immigration um, really kind of don't fit the current trend. The majority of the people that they're catching that come across the border are from Central South America, the Middle East, and Asia. 
the minority coming across the border is from Mexico. But but the same law applies. The same rule applies. Why right, should right. why why should we say to somebody, even from the Middle East? Yeah, I'm not saying that you just let them walk in, Dan, and and uh, don't stop them at the door and say, you know, who are you? What's your background? You know, those kinds of things. Right. Uh, I'm just saying, don't make them wait in line for 10 years or 20 years. Oh, I agree. I think we definitely need some kind of reform, but we just, we can't have an open border. If we don't have a sovereign nation, we don't have a nation. Yeah, you can, you can welcome them in. Correct. Do, you know, do a background check, find out all you can about somebody, hold them in limbo until you've got enough information and then welcome them in. Uh, right. but, but when you say, nope, we've reached the limit, you got to wait, and you have a backup for decades, and I don't care what country you're from, then people are going to start breaking in. They're going to start walking around. Well, definitely, and it's a bipartisan issue. Nobody wants to actually fix the problem. They just want to use it to get votes. Yeah, both like sides. Like everything in government. All right. Dan, thank you for the call. Glad, glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. He's absolutely right. It is just, it has become a political issue. Uh, and, and so it will never, each side will use it to hammer the other side. So it will never get resolved. That's kind of a shame. Um, this is, uh, I don't know where to, where to, uh, where to go with this. Um, the gold standard trial for colon cancer is a colonoscopy. I mean, we've been told for years that that's the way to go. But it now looks like, based on a study, it may not make much of a difference at all. And I'm thinking, what? I went through that and had them shove uh, 10 feet of a camera up my canasta and for nothing? Uh, that doesn't make me happy. I'll give you the details in a minute. Uh, Bill is on in Eldon, Missouri. Bill, welcome. How are you? I'm good. Um, the problem is, is that you can't have an open border policy and a welfare state at the same time. You know, they talk about people that, won't, you know, we, we need the immigrants because there's jobs Americans won't do. You cut down on the welfare state, you see how fast they start doing them jobs. And you know what would happen? This is, play that out in your mind, Bill. Uh, the welfare state ends. People are desperate to feed their kids. Uh, so they take those jobs. And people from the other countries looking to come here to work think to themselves, well, there are no openings. Americans are working those jobs. Why go there if I'm going to starve? I'll starve here. That'd be, that'd be a fine shame, wouldn't it? <laughs> well, you know, but here's the thing. The more these people work, the more they produce, the greater the demand for labor. Right. So you're yeah. never going to be full up. Well, it doesn't matter if you pull up or not, you know, just, just get rid of the welfare state. Yeah. And, you know, that's a big solution to the problem right there. I ain't saying totally, totally get rid of it. I mean, cut it back a heck of a lot. I mean, totally get rid of it. Totally get rid of it, Bill. Yeah. If you did that, the price of living, the cost of living would plummet in this country. Can you imagine if you brought home your gross paycheck and didn't have to worry about putting somebody else's kid in school, paying somebody else's medical bills. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
you know, you'd be out buying more things, wouldn't you? I wouldn't, but most people would. Well, you, you, if you suddenly got a a thirty percent, thirty percent more cash, would you go out to dinner more often? Uh, maybe. Would you maybe buy a newer, safer car or? No, uh, no, no. Huh? I'd, I'd, no, I wouldn't buy a newer car. <laughs> I'd save a lot of it. Yeah, well, you would have a, a uh, an increased propensity uh, to spend on conspicuous consumption. That's what most people do. Most people would, yes. All right. Bill, thank you. Yep. Take care. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Yeah, most people, when they get a raise, they disproportionately spend on conspicuous consumption. It'll increase their savings rate, but they'll go out and buy things that they wouldn't perhaps ordinarily buy uh, under their current economic condition. You give them that extra, you know, $10,000 a year, and they'll probably spend six of it, maybe more. Well, that increases the demand for labor. And the next thing you know it, somebody has to go, you know, somebody has to, uh, somebody gets a job. It's a beautiful thing. The left don't understand it. All right, up against the clock. Quick break. We're going to come back and uh, chat with you uh, because we, we we got a few other uh, topics in mind, and, and one of them is this colonoscopy thing on the Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. It's uh, 1049, and uh, you, can, you can call us at 874-9390 or toll-free 800-529-5572. So, Gary, uh, no, Brian sent me a message. He said, Gary... You're just as wrong on immigration as people who don't want any immigration. You ignore the fact that we only have so many resources. We cannot support the entire population of people who want to live here. For example, if we have to turn all of our farmland uh, into housing, uh, how do we produce our own food without being held hostage to other countries? Well, before we get too far, Brian... Uh, let me tell you that the entire population of the world could, in fact, live in the state of Texas. I'm not making this up. Uh, there are concerns of overpopulation in the world. However, the world still has extensive lands yet to be farmed. So how is the world overpopulated? Each day, you will see uh, the traffic increasing, more people constructing housing. It's an indication the world population is steadily increasing. Today, there are more than 7 billion people globally, and the United Nations projects that number will hit 9 billion by 2045. By the way, that number is wrong. It will not. Uh, I'll, if I get a chance, I'll explain why. For the first time in the world's history, um, 7 billion people more or less living on Earth. Can the entire world population live in Texas? Answer. Uh, theoretically, the entire world population can fit in Texas, which is 268,581 square miles. Each person would get at least 1,000 square feet, which isn't that much, but it is enough. For easier understanding, 1,000 square feet equates to the size of 10 parking spaces. There are houses out there right now that are 1,200, 1,500 square feet. Uh, and, and as, as small as a thousand square feet. This would be just in the state of Texas. They couldn't live on Guam, though. It would tip well, over. Well, tip would, yeah, it would tip over. That would yeah. be a bit of a problem. Uh, so, no, we wouldn't have to give up all our farmland 
Uh, that's just nonsense. How would our food supply be held hostage by other countries? Well, we can produce, and we do, more food than we can consume. We are a net exporter of food. Wouldn't it be great if farmers could make their living just selling to citizens? It's entirely possible. Um, we can we can still do more. We can get more productivity out of one acre of land than we ever have histori- hyster- uh, hysterically. Historically, and I might point out that as a result of our increased ability to produce food, we now have more trees in this country than we did. 100, 120 years ago, because what was once necessary to farm in order to produce the food, we have let go fallow. We just, we don't need it anymore. I know you want to believe that there's a, a limit, but there is not. There's a natural limit. When people can't come here and find work, they'll quit coming here. But as long as we let people in, of their own, you know, the people who want to work, it's good for the economy. There has to be a balance, you write, of both resources and people. That's natural. It will happen without your interfering and telling people they have to wait in line for 20 years to come into the country. Americans shouldn't have to give up our way of life for illegal immigration. You don't. You don't have to give up your way of life. Maybe you want to be paid more for your labor than your labor is worth. That's entirely possible. But the value of labor depends on supply and demand. Just like everything you buy, you look for the best value, employers should have that right as well. We should be the beacon of life. Other countries, uh, what? We should be the beacon of life. Other countries should be, well, taking legal immigration. And yes, the immigration system is broken because of hard, pol- bad politics. All right, uh, so let me move on here. Let me see what Gary has to say. How about we use the 81,000 IRS agents to process and run background checks on the immigrants to ensure only good people would be allowed in? Well, that would be a better use. That would be a much better use than than the USA. What is this, Brian? Climate activists pour milk all over store floors? Uh, Where do you see that? That's right up now up on Fox. Oh, what? Yeah, what are they protesting now? Look at now? these jackasses. Oh, my God. Somebody should... Oh. Somebody needs to prosecute them and make them pay to clean up everything, every mess. Every, I mean, this is just stupid. They have to get your attention. So, How stupid? You know. How stupid do you have to be to go around pouring milk all over store floors because you're a global warming idiot? These people are, don't let them walk out the door. Lock them in, hold them down, get the cops there, and arrest them. And make them pay. And the store has nothing to do with it. Yeah, yeah. you have to give up your car. You have to build a smaller house. You can't have natural gas. Apparently, you can't eat beef. You can't drink milk. What does it take to make these people happy? Do we have to go back to the Stone Age? You know, if they're really concerned about what we consume, perhaps what we should do is invite them to leave the country or the earth. Silly. 
just silly. Tom on immigration. Welcome, Tom. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Yeah, um, possibly one of the problems on not getting the applications for legal immigration processed is that all the people that are supposed to be doing that are, are running these daycare centers and uh, catch and release programs and trying to take care of all the illegal aliens that are coming in. If they could stop the Ill illegal aliens coming in, maybe they could uh, have the people to process some of those applications. Yeah, well, it would be nice if somebody would process them, but it would be nice if we lifted the ceiling and let people come in that want to come in as long as they're right. safe to be here. It's that artificial yeah. limit that makes it so problematic. Tom, thank you for the call. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Uh, I like the idea of the uh, IRS agents um, <laughs> taking over. Bruce, welcome. How are you? I'm just fine. How about yourself? I, too, am well. I'm just on the, on the immigration thing in terms of individuals having the courage to, uh, to come to the U.S. on their own. What about China wanting to maybe just get rid of five or six or ten or hundred million people and just start bringing them over on the boatloads? Well, I don't uh, think I China. Think, I don't think it's the same if China is exporting them. It's another if people willingly want to come here. If they want right. to come here, and we're not, and we're not, um, uh, you know. But, but it could, it could be that to the uh, it'd be cost effective for China and India and some of the other countries just to start well rather than paying these people uh, welfare and trying to take care of them and they're making a mess. Why don't we just get boatloads of them and take them to the U.S.? Well, aside from the fact that it would be counter to what China believes uh, about their people and their country, it would only benefit us if these people came here to work. Uh, Chinese people are very productive, hardworking, incredibly smart. Wouldn't so they what, add? What, what is the limit? Do you think there's any limit to the, the limit? Is a natural limit, Bruce. The limit's a nat The limit is natural. When well, there not, is not if China wants to get rid of them, or India wants to get rid of them. Oh, look! If if they can't find a job here, if we are so saturated, then. They won't find a job here. They won't stay here. They'll go where they can find work and support their family. And as we pointed out, the entire population of the world, that includes China and India, would fit in the state of Texas. And we'd all, we'd all get a bedroom. And, but we couldn't go out that bedroom because there's not room for you. Well, actually, you would. But the, <laughs> the point is, at 1,000 square feet, that's just in the state of Texas. We've got Alaska and Oklahoma and Missouri and Kansas City or Kansas and all these other places. It wouldn't be that crowded. Bruce, I got to run, buddy. Appreciate it. We'll chat later. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show.